going to stay real close to my notes, I think. <laughs> and I'm going to get through this message because of this reason. I had another whole message prepared. And yesterday morning, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, that message. And I was like, I'm ready to go. It's in my notebook. It's ready to go. I'm going to enjoy the evening. The Lord said, by the way, you're not going to preach that one. Save it for another time. And he started speaking something into my spirit. And I'll be honest with you, I wrestled like a civil war on the inside. Is it all right to admit that pastors are human? I said, no, 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 no. No, this one's done. It's ready to go. I'm going to enjoy the, the Saturday. It's going to be good. He said, well, you can preach that if you want to, but I won't be in it. And he dropped a word down in my heart for somebody. I don't know who you are, but I know you're here. I've already prayed over you. I've already worked for you. So I know the Lord wants me to get this out, so I'm going to stay real close to it. And we're going we're gonna to see a move of God in someone's life today. The Lord dropped something down in my heart, and he said, somebody needs to know. He said, somebody going to be in that service tomorrow. They need to know that I am a refuge and their strength. He said, they need to know they can run to me, and they'll be safe. I don't know who that's for, but you sit back in receiving mode. Because I believe the Lord's going to give you a, a message from heaven today. Psalm 46 and verse 1. To the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah. And I, I want to say, while we're getting ready to read this. Brother Jesse, where's Jesse Van Hoos? Jesse, lift your hand up there. Jesse turned 90 years old. Is that today? Today is his birthday. 90 years old, 90 years young, 90 years. Wow, he's got a birthday party playing today, and his family's all in. How many of you all from family of Jesse Van Hoos? Let me see your hands. Let me, I'll look at all of you back there. Thank you for being here today. Real quick, ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesse Van Hoos. I love saying his last name. To you. Amen, amen, Jesse. Somebody says, I think that pastor's bipolar. <laughs> to the chief musician, a song of the sons of Korah, a song for Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength. Now you can say amen anywhere you want to in this message today. It feeds me, helps me to get done quicker. If you don't say amen, then I feel like you don't get it, so I'll preach longer. <laughs> Usually I get about a thousand amens right there. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea 
Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, which means pause, stop, think about it for a minute. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in her midst. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. You ever had one of them days? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come. Behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. That ought to preach right there. He's talking about he makes wars cease. He breaks the bow. He cuts the spear in two. I get a picture of all of Pharaoh's army being drowned in the sea he burns the chariot in the fire then he goes on and he says be still and know that I am God I will be exalted among the nations I will be exalted in the earth can't wait for that the Lord of hosts is with us the God of Jacob is our refuge think about it father we praise you we honor you we bless you speak to us in a few moments move me out of the way and Lord, you speak to your people and challenge us by your Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, right in the middle of my message, I am, where's Darlene? All the way from Florida. Where are you at? Give me a microphone. Where is it? Here it is. Where are you at, Darlene? Is she here? She stepped out. Okay. All right. Tell her I'll get her towards the end of this message. I'll just carry on and redeem the time. God. Here's the message. God is our refuge. Now, what is a refuge? A refuge is an elevated fortress. It's a high tower. It's a rock, a shelter, a habitation, a high place, a hiding place. A refuge. It's a place where you're safe. It's a place where you can, you can rest. God is our refuge. And our strength. Now, I'm no artist, but I've learned a few things taking art theology in college, and, or theology, taking art classes in, you know, we're going to learn a little theology, because I've learned something about what they call artist composition. Now, David Bailey, Beetle, he knows all about this. If you've ever been down to his studio, he's an amazing artist, one of the best I've ever seen or known personally. Amazing artist, great man of God, one of my dearest friends. I love him so much. You go down there and you are blown away by the things that God has given him and he's put on his walls in his studio. Beautiful. Richard is an artist. If you didn't know this, Richard can paint, draw anything, build anything. And he, when he draws and paints, it's unbelievable. I've still got things he's done 10, 15 years ago. Beautiful artist. These people, they know things. Uh, my niece, Courtney, is a great artist. Debbie, my sister over here, she is an artist. She won international team talent when she was young. On, in the whole world, she got first place in artistic work. They, they know things. See, I don't know much about it. I can draw a little bit. But I learned something about artistic, what they call artistic composition. What that means is, you know, an artist will paint a, a, 
a woodlands or a forest or uh, just a wilderness, you know, something on this canvas. But they have what's called an artistic composition. It's where it's kind of a true artist knows these things. It's something that you do. You just do it because it's right in artwork. You don't realize there's a science to it. But most of them, when they'll paint a, a forest or a wilderness, they'll, they'll always put a path going through it and out of it. Check it. Check it from now on. They say they do that because the thought behind it is that when, if someone walks up and just sees a mess, an entanglement of woods and trees and a canvas of chaos, it makes them feel depressed. It makes them feel like there's no hope. It gives negative vibes, negative feelings. The artist, you know, it gives me negative vibes, man. So they always will put a path through there. Thomas Kincaid used to paint those beautiful landscapes, but he always had a road or a path walking through his paintings because he knew about artistic composition. Can I clue you in on something? God is a refuge, and in the midst of the storms, the trials, the troubles, the wilderness experience where you don't know what's going on or what your next step is all about, God is an artistic God. He, He understands composition, and he will always make a way out. God will always build a road. God will always make a way. He will always take care of his people. It may look hopeless. It may look like there's no way out. It may look like you can't go over, under, or through. It may look ridiculous in your eyes. But with God, he will always make a way for a rescue. He will always find a way. It may look like there's no, I am trapped I am in this. I'm in prison. I'm in bondage. I can't be free. I tried. I tried. I tried. Well, that's the problem. It's time to give it up to God and let him be your refuge. Let him be the refuge. It says, the the sons of Korah writing about all this. I mean, look at the strong statement that they made. Though the earth be removed. Now, I doubt very seriously if anyone's going to be dealing with that today. Though the earth be removed, should the mountains crumble into the sea, the waters roar, tsunami style, earthquake, all the way to Mount Everest. Should the whole world around us crumble, should everything fall apart, the sons of Korah said, God is my refuge, therefore I will not fear if the mountain falls if the waters roar if trouble comes my way whether that's physical or whether that's in the world politics you know right now I'm thinking there's a lot of waters roaring and a lot of trouble happening and mountains are crumbling all the way from North Korea all the way over here to the United States down to the Mexican border all the way to South America and into Africa we just got trouble on every side every continent has got trouble we've got it in the Senate in the house we've got all kinds of trouble everywhere we look it might look like it was hopeless except for one small little detail that makes a big difference and that is that God is still on the throne he's still on the throne and he is able to deliver his people he is able to be a refuge he's able to be a hiding place a place where you don't have to fear if the waters roar 
And I know from experience looking into the precious word of God that he'll either part them in the middle of the waters and he'll let me walk through on dry ground. How many of you know the promises of God are sure and amen? And if it happened then, Karen Wheaton sang it anyway, if he did it then, he'll do it again. So he parted the waters for them. And if he decides, well, you know, parting the waters, right? Parting the, the waters in this situation is maybe not the right thing. Well, then I know what else. I'll, I'll jump over to the New Testament. I'll say, well, Lord, you let Peter get out of the boat and walk on top of it. See, it don't matter whether it's over you or it's just in front of you. Whatever it is, God is going to make a way. If he takes you through it or he takes you over it, he'll find a way because he is going to to bring rescue to his people. You can count on it 100 times out of 100 times. God will never, his word, he says, my words shall never pass away, though the, I mean, heaven and earth may. They may crumble, they may fall, but my word, if I've said, if God has spoken it, if he has put it down anywhere, you and I are doing a great disjustice to our Christianity if we don't embrace, decree, and establish the word of God over our families, over our lives, and we ought to embrace every promise from his word, not because your prosperity, not because you've joined the charismatic movement 2018, not because you're naming and claiming a Cadillac here and the gold dust over here, but because the promises of God are sure, and amen, and if he has said it, you and I can depend on it every time. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. So he says, the Lord, God is our refuge. He's our refuge. I can run to him. Psalm 34 and 17, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Look at, listen to this one. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Amen. Do you, do you, I, I think you didn't hear me. He delivers us out of them all. Brother Worley, we got to live like we believe the word of God. I'm not saying go be crazy. I'm saying take the words of God, the promises of the Lord, and let them be the foundation you build your life on, and you'll start seeing answers to prayer. You'll start seeing miracles. Why is it somebody sits back in a coffee shop and says, well, you know, the day of miracles is all gone. You don't go to our church. You don't go to our church. Where you at, Elaine? Stand up and just wave. Stage four cancer, completely clear. She has no cancer. I said she has no cancer. Praise the Lord. Brian Little, stand up, raise your hand. In the emergency room, they're practically care-flighting him over to the cardiac hospital. They come in and draw diagrams all over the wall. You've got a bundle branch block, and it's bad. And we gotta, we're not even going to touch you. We're sending you off to another hospital. And a bunch of Holy Ghost-filled Christians who don't know no better got around his bed and started praying until the Holy Ghost fell in the emergency room. And we said, oh, my goodness, something just happened. They took him off. 
to the hospital. They took him in an ambulance, took him all the way up there, run all the same tests over again and said, there ain't nothing wrong with you. Get out of here. Send him home. He is healed by the power of Almighty God. God is our refuge. He's our refuge. You can keep your old little mamby-pamby religion if you want to. You can keep that old dried-up thing where y'all just sit around and pat each other on the back. It was so good to pray with you today. Yes, wasn't that inspiring? It was. It was so beautiful. Wonderful. Have a good time. Go to Cracker Barrel. I want to be where the fire is moving. I want to be in a fire church. I want to be in a place where God is able to move and the cloud of God is able to fill the house. I want to be in a place where the dead can be raised if that is what's going to happen and the healed, the sick can be healed. I want to be in a place where marriages don't have to always end the same way where they can be restored and renewed in the power of God. I want to see young men and women who are prodigals who have been brainwashed by this world, come back to the Lord, come to themselves and give their lives back to the Lord because God is still the answer. Hallelujah. He's not outdated. He's not old-fashioned. He's not yesterday's answer. He is the day. He is the God of today, right now, and his hand is not shortened. He can save right now, just like he ever has in all the word of God. If people will just believe in him, man, we've got to believe and know. The Lord will give us, he's our refuge, and he's our strength. See, he doesn't just pat you on the back, pamper you, sit you in the church pew, and just lull you to sleep till the trumpet sounds. He saves you to strength. He saves you to strength. He's saving you to carry on. He's saving you to be a witness. He wants you to be a light. He wants you to be salt. He wants you to make a difference. He wants your life to be a statement to the world. I want to tell every one of you young people, I want to tell everybody who's here today, let me just clue you in on something. I have found it to be true. You know why I know God's a rescue and why he's a refuge and why he's a strong tower? And it's Proverbs 18 and 10, one of my favorite scriptures in the whole word of God. It says, the name of the Lord. That's why we plead the blood and pray in the name of Jesus, you know. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. I know he's a refuge because, number one, you know, I said this in the first service. I, I'm not, if I said it in this service, raise your hand. You know, when you preach two times, you don't know. Absolute truth has disappeared. We have fought. Through the 80s and the 90s, everyone, oh, you know, your truth, my truth, we all have our truth. You serve your God, I'll serve my God, and you, all the truth, will come together in the end, and we'll all just laugh as we all are in the presence of truth. We fought and fought and fought, and we've always held to the premise that we believe in absolute truth, the foundation of God, the foundation of his word. 
The foundations of, of understanding and knowing the gospel message is the only way to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. The truth, absolute truth. But we've gotten so far away from it. Well, I don't know what I believe. I don't know what I believe. Well, it's gotten so bad now that now we've come another whole 10 years down the road. And now everybody is just so confused, so chaotic, so messed up. Now it's like we can't even put boy on the bathroom door and girl on the other one because it all depends on how they feel that day. It's like, are you kidding me? We've gotten so PC that now we just don't, we don't have nothing to stand on. We live in an immoral society. We live in a ridiculous confusion. It has absolutely gone nuts and crazy. But in the midst of it all, I still believe in the word of God and he is the refuge. He's the answer. So I know that he's a refuge because the word of God tells me it is, and I believe the Word of God is the infallible, inerrant truth of God, given to us to hold as a foundation for our lives. Do you believe that? Say amen. Amen. Secondly, I believe it because I have experienced it. I have found in my life it to be true. From the night, yes, July 2nd, 1981, When I knelt on my knees at Hera Arena for the Church of God camp meeting, W.P. Atkinson preaching, Gary and Kathy Turner, who I didn't know at the time, singing that song, Move Me With Your Message. I sat there, bawling my eyes out, shaking like a leaf. And when the minister gave the invitation, I stood up and walked down in front of all those people, gave my life to the Lord, and within 15 minutes was filled with the precious Holy Ghost and was sanctified. And my life has never been the same since. And since that moment, he has never, ever, ever failed me. Not one minute. I have given him my life, and in giving him my life, I have found that he has never let me down. His word is true. Every promise is true. I hold to it. I, like Job would say, if he slays me today, I will serve him still because there is no devil in hell. There is no problem in this life. There is no issue or circumstance that will keep me from the precious love of God. He loves me. He leads me. He guides me. And I found that he has never failed me. So whether you know it or not, that's between you and him. But I can testify. How many others can testify that God has never failed you? Not one time. Amen. He's our refuge. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. And how about this one I love in Isaiah chapter 40. It says, but they that wait on the Lord. Shout, oh, I love to preach this one. And I love it, especially when I get real like this. You know, But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God is a refuge. He's a refuge. He's a present help. Very present help. I like the way it says very present. He's right here, right now. That's why we talk today. That's why we throw away the order of service when we have to. Because you know why? Because we believe that this, sur- this service is always subject to change by the Holy Spirit. 
We believe that if he's here to do a work in, this, in our midst, then we are going to be sensitive to his moving and to his work because he is the one who sets people free. We have testimonies of people being healed and delivered and people being set free from all kinds of addictions and all kinds of problems. I'm looking at Kyle back there. My boy, I love him so much. Raise your hand, Kyle. That boy, eight years, ten years now, he's been absolutely free from drugs, no longer chained and addicted to those things. Amen. That's the power of God. I remember the afternoon, Audrey, you called me and I walked, came over to the house. You and Temple were there. And he was back in a room. I don't think I'll embarrass you by saying he was under the bed, shaking and trembling. And we pulled him out from underneath the bed. He was completely lost in this stuff. He was chained to it. He was in bondage to it. There was no way for him to get out but prayer, but God, who is a refuge, came on the scene, entered into his life, and he has been set free from it. Now he helps others because God doesn't just rescue you. He refuges you, whatever. He rescues you in a refuge. Oh, please, Ray. To strength. He rescues you to strength. I'll say it again because I need to save myself. He rescues you to strength. He's helping others. He spends hours and days with others. He's pulling them out. He he doesn't have no sympathy because he's been there. He knows. So he can look at somebody where I can say, oh, please. He can just say, grow up, suck it up. Get up and make a decision. Trust in God. Trust in God. How do we know it's true today? Because his word tells us it is and. God wants you to experience it for yourself. And I'm getting ready to close. I'm on page 9, and I have 23 pages. So. (laughs) If you believe it, you'll see it. There's a lot of folks walk around blind. They're, They're religious. They got a spiritual mindset. They... They think, they call themselves believers. But Connie, they don't believe it. If you believe it, if you believe he's your refuge, if you believe that he's a powerful God, if you believe he can heal cancer, if you believe he can put a marriage back together, if you believe he can can attach himself to your prodigal and in the middle of the pig's pen they'll come to themselves, if you believe it, you'll see it. But you've got to believe it. Well, I'm just waiting on God to prove himself. When he comes and visits me, tells me, I'm just sitting here waiting on him to do it. He has given you everything you need. He's given you not only his word that gives you promises, direction and guidance. But he has given you the Holy Spirit in the earth that touches and pricks your heart. And he has made a way. A new and living way. His name is Jesus. And he went to the cross, took your bondage, your sin, your problem, your trial, your trouble. And he took it to the cross, nailed it there, died, took it and paid the price. The wages of sin is death. Took it and paid the price. Died. God died. Killed by his own creation. You. You and me. But then went down 
took the keys to death, hell, and the grave, conquered it, come walking right back up through the tomb. And the stone rolled away and he walked out and said, now you can be free because I just conquered death. If it takes you all the way to death, If it takes, if the trouble, the earth be removed, the waters roar, the rocks split. If it takes you all the way to death, it doesn't matter. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Wow. He's my refuge. He's my strength. Therefore, I will have no fear. The God of Jacob, that's what lets me go back in the Old Testament, Jennifer, and look at all the promises back there. I can, the God of Jacob, you mean I can go back and look at what happened to Jacob and Joseph and, and David? I can look at what happened to Ruth. I can look at all those folks. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Beautiful. That just adds all them promises. And if we can embrace them, believe them, then God is going to show you, you talk about a work, a mighty God. Abraham knew him as the almighty God. It was up on Mount Moriah when he took his boy, his only boy, the promise that was given to him, laid him on an altar, tied him up, put the wood and everything ready. And there he was standing ready to make the ultimate sacrifice when God provided a sacrifice. Abraham stopped. And then he heard the bay of a little lamb caught in the thicket. He came down off of that mountain, and he knew him then. He knew he was Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He will provide. It was David sitting on the side of the hill through his experiences, one after the other, strumming on a harp, writing a new song. And he said, he is Jehovah Raha. It's the Lord, my shepherd. Gideon, Gideon. Then you've got Ruth. You have Jeremiah. All these prophets who knew him. Gideon thought that there was no other, no way that God would use him. He's the least that God chose him and used him. The turmoil and the threshing floor and all those things that were coming against the people. It took 300 men. And in one little battle where he didn't have to do a thing, he knew him as Jehovah. Jehovah Shalom. It's the God of peace. Won't you stand with me?
For I will be to you a river in the desert. I will be a deliverance for your life, for your struggle. If you will just trust in me and know that I'm a God of great love and compassion, and yet I have power to overcome all the enemies of your life. I have made a way for you. I have prepared ahead of time for you. Your deliverance has been plotted in my love for you. Trust in me. Lean hard upon my promises. Embrace them today and know that I have given them that you might overcome. Know that I'm a God who is here with mighty power in my hand and I am with you. I have not left you as I have promised. Look to me today. Embrace the promise of my word and know that my spirit will see you through to victory, says the Lord. Would you lift your hands and honor him today? Which is perfect because the very next, very next word that I've given him, God written in my notes here as we stand together. Jeremiah knew him. Jehovah said to me, the Lord our righteousness. But we know him. Are you ready? We know him as the Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. He's with you. He's with you. He's your refuge. And the refuge is in here. Winston Churchill said during World War, I think it was World War II, told all of Great Britain, he said, keep calm, carry on. I kind of feel like he got that from from the Lord, that maybe he heard a preacher talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding and the strength of God that comes to us. It was Martin Luther who wrote that wonderful song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, a bulwark never failing, that wrote that song in 1527. He wrote it in honor of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength. He used to be quoted as saying to his cohorts, his fellow ministers and brothers, he said, let us sing together Psalm 46 and then let the devil do his worst. You thought Clint Eastwood figured that out. Let the devil do his worst. Hear me today. Let the devil do his worst. God is your refuge. He's your refuge. Before we pray, I see she's come back in. Darlene, I called your name a few minutes ago. Don't you come down here. You're going to help me do the altar call. So we're going to share your testimony because it'll be an inspiration to these people who need to pray. And so we're going to go into that and you share what God's done for you. Okay. I know a lot of you people don't know who I am. 
but I practically grew up in this church, and I am very proud to be the father of, or the daughter of Jesse Van Hoos. I am a little nervous, but I'll get over it in just a second. I just want to testify what God has done for me. I had cancer. I had breast cancer, and I went through the treatments, and I prayed, and this whole church has prayed, and everybody across the United States just about had prayed for me. I am now four years free of cancer. <laughs> awesome. This, this man right here called me, sent me little patches of cloth where he had prayed on them, and I set them by my computer when I worked all day long. And then I had another thing happen. I had fibromyalgia. I don't know if you know what that is. If you have it, it's very painful. There is no cure. But you know, last November, after my dad had come down to Florida to see me, I was healed again, and I have no more pain. So don't you give up out there. If you have any problem at all, whatever it is, give it to God. Give it to him. It's, he will help you with whatever problem that you have. And I love the Lord with all my might. And I love this man and I love this church. And I wish you would come to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. God bless you, Sister Darlene. Amen. He is my strength. He is my hope. The power of God is here. How many of you, with, why don't we bow our heads just for a moment together? We're going to pray for, first for our need, your, your need. Then we're going to pray for one another. If you're here today and you'd say, you know what, I, I need to trust the Lord. I don't have a relationship with him. I, maybe you're someone who's never had a relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you're someone who's gotten far away from relationship with him. But you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, please, I, I don't want to leave this house until I have made things right with the Lord. I need to pray that prayer to be right with him. If you're here today and you'd pray that prayer, would you just slip up your hand and write back down? God bless you. God bless you. Man, hands going up. Is there anyone else? God bless you, sir. God bless both of you. I see you. I see you. God bless you. Anyone else? Hands are going up. Who else? Who else we're going to pray for? We're going to get ready to pray right now. God bless you. I see you. Anyone else? Real quick. I need to be right with the Lord. I want him to know I believe in him. I'm not doubting. I'm not going to go that road. I'm not going to be found faithless in my trouble. I'm going to find Jesus today. Is there anyone else? Last? Okay. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. All right, these that have lifted their hands, we're going to pray a prayer. Now, this prayer, it is not magic. You can't walk out of here and say, well, I prayed a few words and I'm good to go. The Bible tells us clearly, if you believe in your heart that he's the son of God and you confess with your mouth that he's been raised from the dead, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, then you pray a prayer to receive him today. And if those elements are all together in your life, then the Bible says you are born again. But we're going to help you. We're going to walk alongside of you and pray a prayer right now that will take you straight to the throne of God. 
And you can be set free from a prayer like this as long as it comes from within your own heart. And you mean it with all that you have. And the Holy Spirit is actually inviting you, knocking on your heart's door, and you sense and feel him drawing you. So these that have lifted their hands, and if you didn't, and you still want to pray, you do that. You pray with us. So let's pray together. Church, help me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. You are the Son of God. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation. I believe it in my heart. I confess it with my mouth. So according to your word, I'm saved. I'm born again. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I give you my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.